0: Welcome to the Agoracom podcast, where investors discover great small-cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you, and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press, Release, our production of call in which we take the time to speak with small-cap companies after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him back, Phil Deschamps, CEO of genix That's not a new company, it's a new name. You might know OrthoRegenerative because we've had him on here for a while. The name is now Chitogenics. Stock symbol is CHGX in Canada. In the U.S., it's still ORTIF, but we expect that to be changed by sometime next week, so keep a lookout for that. If you're a fan of the NFL, I think you're really going to enjoy today's uh, today's interview, and not because we're not talking about picks and winners or odds or anything like that. We're actually talking about the, uh, the other side, the darker side, which is, let me go through it, Odell Beckham Jr., LA Rams; Gus Edwards, Baltimore Ravens; Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Bucs; and the one that hurts the most, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys. What they all have in common are torn ACL injuries uh, that have taken them out. So we know uh, that you know all of us know someone who's torn a rotator cuff, meniscus, cartilage. Uh, either it's a favorite, uh, it's a favorite athlete or a person. What we all think is that repair is pretty standard. Uh, because NFL players typically jump right back in, you know, they've got the best care in the world. But the fact of the matter is, believe it or not, guys, ACL failures after surgery are about 30%, right? And that goes right through all other tissue repair with other failure rates as well. So there's a strong need for more effective treatments. And that's where ketogenics come in because its proprietary technology platform uh, dramatically improves the success rate of orthopedic and sports medicine surgery so in layman's terms it's what we call a wonder delivery platform that develops that delivers our biologics drug which are drugs made from biological processes to repair soft tissues in the human body and they've had great success at trials and animal trials and now they're going into actual clinical trials and here to talk about that and, and a couple other changes Phil. welcome back my friend
1: well, thank you very much, Joy George. Uh, go Eagles! Uh, so uh, you and I are going to have a, a good battle uh, throughout the year to see us uh, see who comes out on top in the division. So that's the end of the interview, right there. Thanks for joining us. Because no Dallas Cowboy fan will sit and listen to a guy talk about the Eagles.
0: I've been mean, a, I don't care. Goodbye. So, uh, yeah, you know, listen, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a reason for a couple. But these injuries, right? The one thing you and I are both fans. And look, I'm a Cowboys fan. Michael Gallup, amazing receiver, it went down like that, torn yeah. his ACL. Uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. in the Super Bowl after scoring a touchdown goes down to torn ACL. For people that knew that are watching, how big? Now we know for NFL players, it's not as big of a problem because they have the best care in the world. But yeah. for the layman like you and I. ACL and other tissue repairs, it's a major problem, right? We all think, yeah, standard, get some surgery, you're back up and running, but that's not the case, right, fellas?
1: Yeah, well, so that's a great point, uh, George. We we get lulled in because the, the, the biggest exposure that we have other than family members and people that uh, go through is, is through sports, right? And we do see them come back relatively quickly, eight to 12 months, and they're back on the field and, and going. But in reality uh and uh, and what we're studying first is the rotator cuff uh in in your shoulder there's about 700,000 of those surgeries a year in the US alone wow. uh and the failure rate believe it or not is between uh 30 and 95% so uh, you know more typical around 50% and the primary reason for that uh, George is is the fact that uh when you bring these soft tissues, if you looked at them in a microscope uh, or uh, in a histology, they're white, um, there's no vascularization. So there's no blood supply to those things. So what happens is you just suture them together and uh, and then the uh, the tissues do the best they can to join back again by creating scar tissue, yeah, and scar, scar tissue. tissue is ultimately very fragile uh, and uh, and re-tears. Uh, and so the manifestation for uh, the the regular guys like you and I is your range of motion is uh, although your might be slightly better your range of motion is not uh, not all back and and potentially uh, can tear So that's the uh, that's the the where we come in. Uh, because what we've essentially uh, uh, got in our, our technology is—I is I call it—it's uh, such a—it's such a. It's such a- cool and elegantly simple thing you have these tissues that are um, that are not vascularized so no blood supply and so what we created was a biopolymer that you mix with a substance in your blood called prp and all prp is is uh, uh but 10 of your blood where the concentration of the platelets uh what's called leukocytes and fibrin uh that are the repair system of your body uh, so when you cut yourself and you bleed, uh, it's that uh, repair system that comes in. So by combining the biopolymer and the PRP together and then putting it on the repair. So if you have a shorter uh, a shoulder cuff tear, you have a, a tear, the surgeon repairs the tear through anchors or sutures, and then you simply put uh, three, millil- uh, three milliliters of uh, of our, um our, our uh, ortho our, uh, restore technology and it delivers the uh, prp to the uh, to the site and then it stays resident uh for up to six weeks uh so it that's stays, what really it stays is the right magic right
0: there working as opposed it to the current it stays status quo right just kind of washes over and you hope you get some kind of Stick at the end of the
1: day. That's exactly it? right, and you know it's it's very typical. If uh, if your audience uh, searched today for for PRP or platelet rich plasma, they would see a whole bunch of uh, of surgeons uh, putting this uh, in, and what the typical course is well every every week or every two weeks you have to get uh, it renewed for it to give its benefit, and that's because it's so liquid and it just doesn't stay on site. So our technology is is able to uh, to make it sticky, to make it adhesive, uh, and so it stays right on the repair site. And and, uh, and delivers the uh, the restorative, uh, regenerative medicine uh, directly uh, uh, directly to the repair site.
0: And you're not just talking your book, because you're the CEO, you know, you're supposed to be the most optimistic, but you are in the regulatory lead for regenerative products right now, right? Because you've already had great success on the animal testing side, and now you're heading into clinical trials, whereas others have been stopped, essentially. Uh, so talk, well, I don't talk know about that could... why you've got that lead.
1: Yeah, it, it's not a, I, it might look, I, my sense is I don't know that they've been stopped. Uh, I think that the issue is that re- regenerative medicine is uh, as a, as an industry, by the way, re- regenerative medicine, and this is going to be uh, relevant to the audience in a, in a second here, is a $9 billion market today. Uh, and it's, projected to grow to be 125 billion wow. uh, over the next seven years. So 22, 23% growth, all the syndicated reports point to that. Uh, and uh, and so this is a very, very, in fact, probably one of the most dynamic markets uh, around. So there will be more. Um, the big issue, though, is it's uh, regenerative medicine are things like PRP. Those are called biologics. So PRP, you have uh, stem cells, uh, you have uh, uh, bone marrow, a- aspirate, all of these kinds of things that are designed to try and regenerate uh, both soft tissue, like we've been talking about, ligaments and rotator cups. And also, um, uh, think about um, uh, uh, things like uh, uh, organs. Uh, organs are all made of tissue and they, they're trying to bring these kinds of medicines to the organ. And the same problem uh, is, uh, is everywhere. How do we keep those stem cells resident uh, to uh, to the repair, uh, so imagine if you've uh, had a car accident and you have a you've uh, damaged your liver and you need to be able to uh, or you'd like to be able to put uh, a biologic uh, either PRP or a uh, uh, or a, uh, a stem cell uh, to the liver, uh, you, we can use our platform to do that. So that's a so, so that's essentially uh, the, the the reason uh, that that uh, uh, human trials have been uh, so uh, so slow to start is that uh, we're trying to fix that uh, that particular issue and and we hope to be part of the solution for the industry and grow along with it as we try to partner with uh, different people uh, in uh, in getting our platform uh, to uh, to help them achieve the goals that they're uh, they' they're trying to reach
0: and and you've already signed uh a material transfer agreement with a global strategic medical company. So again, you're not just talking your own book. You you're getting noticed by sounds like uh, a really big medical company. That's very interested in, in our success.
1: Yeah. Look. Uh, yes. I, I we think that, uh, and that's you know one of the reasons for the uh, the change to to um, uh, is the fact that uh, we are a hundred percent committed to our ortho uh, initial proof of concept, and that clinical trial is is active, and and we'll talk about uh, the progress there. Uh, we also notice that uh, our transport system is really uh, is really elegant and can be uh, can be used in other applications. And thus, a lot of my activity is going to be uh, you know once a clinical trial starts, it's mostly the sites and the CRO. So I need to to uh, to make sure that I continue to add value to our shareholders by finding. Other ways to monetize uh, our technology and uh, and signing developments and licensing deals for our technology uh, with companies that are looking for this kind of a transport system uh, is um, uh, is uh, is where I'm going to spend some significant time.
0: And is that the impetus behind the name change to Kytogenics? Because it seems like you're going beyond ortho, if I can say in layman's terms, yep. and moving to several other applications. So tell us about why you think you've got. Uh, a real opportunity with those other applications.
1: Yeah, I've touched on it a little bit. Uh, so yes, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the sort of the business reason uh, that uh, that we've uh, tried to broaden this. We've tried to make our, our company be described more by the uh, the biopolymer uh, that we've uh, that we've developed, uh, and, and so that, and its potential application at delivering other regenerative uh, therapy uh, in the context that you just uh, spoke about. Uh, but I I, I really uh, I'm really concerned about uh, my uh, my existing share thinking, oh my god, are they losing their focus? Uh, no, we're not. Uh, in fact, it's so important for the, uh, the ortho trial to continue on its pace. Because ultimately, uh, we're uh, we're trying to get to a place where we get through phase one as fast as possible, and with every finger and toes crossed, I think we can get through the phase one in October. So literally six weeks from now, we'll be finished. uh, We uh, we hope to be finished phase one, and that's going and that's going to be really important to our overall strategy that I just uh, spoke about. Because once you're considered safe. Uh, then the conversations with potential partners become more interesting to them uh, because you're you're uh, now it's talk about okay how do we get this stuff to work right uh, how do we mix it with uh, with uh, these uh, uh, with these stem cells or how do I get it to uh, to stop the the bleeding from uh, from. Two parts of your colon when you've had colon cancer. All of these kinds of potential applications. Uh, so I, I look forward to uh, to having these conversations. And as you pointed out we're in uh, we're in. Uh, we've already uh, inked a deal with uh, a company. We've not yet able to release it, but we will soon. Uh, and uh, and we will uh, be continuing to uh, to try and uh, and get other companies interested in our in our transport system for regenerative medicine.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to hearing who the name of that global uh, uh, strategic medical company is. That'll be exciting. But in the meantime, yeah, I want to emphasize that uh, this looking into other applications is not a distraction because the fact of the matter is the trials are pretty much out of your hands, right? right. Once they're set up, you're not allowed to even be involved. (laughs) That's up to the trial centers and the patients, the doctors to do what they got to do, report the results back. So instead of sitting around, right, Phil, and just waiting, which by the Mm -hmm. way, if, if, if that was the case, that would still be fine. You still got to make yeah. a good company. In the meantime, you're just going to start exploring uh, other applications.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, that, that is, and uh, and it uh, it has everything to do, George, with uh, with how dynamic uh, this area is. Uh, because uh, as I said, this is a rapidly growing uh, market. Everybody's sort of looking at it and saying, because it's the, you know, if you think of the the the, the early 2000s uh, was the uh, the year of genetics, you know, because we had the, the the CRISPR technology. So this was going to be uh, uh, genetic medicine was going to be the new thing, and 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 did make huge progress. Then in the 2010s, uh, it was all about the brain, uh, the air, the, the 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 life of the brain, and, and that's when uh, uh, we were developing the, the Helios medical technology stuff, uh, and it was awesome. Uh, and uh, the uh, the you know the Tonys, uh, it looks like regenerative medicine is going to be uh, really the uh, the the engine, uh, one of the engines that's going to drive you know 125 billion dollar market over the next uh, seven years or so.
0: Yeah. I mean, the numbers don't lie. It's a hundred, it's going to be $125 billion market. It's just, and that outstanding uh, compounded annual growth, the Kager, the CAGR rate is just unbelievable at 22, 22, 23%. Yeah. Uh, last question. I know you've touched on it a little bit. How, how happy are you with how the trials are going so far? I know you think you're hoping that you can have phase one done by October. Uh, yeah. You know, give us a, you've already had your first patient surgery, right?
1: Well, yeah, we've had, uh, we've had, uh, several, uh, surgeries, uh, already, uh, and, uh, you know, it's the, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit like, uh, once you you start a clinical trial, it's, it's like being an expectant father. Uh, it's, uh, it's just, especially over the summertime, it's always a little frustrating to, uh, uh, vacation schedules sort of get in the way, but now that, uh, that we're uh, well into a football season and past uh, labor day, uh, what's really encouraging is everybody sort of back in, uh, back in the saddle and, uh, and the, uh, the, the amount of surgeries coming through uh, are, uh, are going to uh, accelerate considerably. Uh, our phase one work is only five patients, uh, so with the randomization of the trial, it's, it can take us up to seven patients uh, to do that, uh, and we've got uh, visibility into, uh, into those patients over the next five, six weeks, so that's why I'm reasonably comfortable that we're going to be able to make that uh, by the uh, end of September, early uh, October. And then uh, we submit to FDA, and they commit to get back to us within a couple of weeks. Uh, so, uh, so by uh, by October, uh, again, everything, uh, everything, all of our estimates uh, coming true, uh, we're going to be in a place where uh, we're going to be talking to companies uh, with a, a phase two asset, uh, and and that's a, it's a, just a different ballgame, you know, where safety is going to be sort of checked off. And that's
0: actually that brings up an important. Uh, I said last question, but I think there's a great follow on there, which is. You're, you're not necessarily building this company to be you know a revenue generator just yet. That's not the goal. The goal is to bring in massive partnerships before the product is officially done with trials and all that so that you're already almost commercializing on, with, with partnerships rather than everyone having to wait around for revenue to start three, four, five years from now on your own right yeah,
1: that's a that's a great point george i'm i'm glad you raised that because essentially uh, this is uh, this is the issue of, of medical development right and so uh, what uh, what is great for shareholders is when other people uh, invest in the development of your organization and uh, and I think that we have a an elegant a very elegant delivery system as I as I've expressed uh, for regenerative medicine, and by finding partners that would be able to uh, to help us with the development and invest uh, time, money, personnel uh, in the development of uh, of our technology, uh, that uh, ultimately returns to shareholders because it's not dilutive uh, to uh, to to this. So uh, clearly, since uh, we're a relatively early stage organization. Uh, it seemed perfectly logical to me that that was a, a really effective way for us to, to build our organization here in the uh, in the early days, so we can bring value to our shareholders rather than having to uh, to wait, uh, as you said, uh, four or five years for you know revenue to do. Uh, it's not in my plans uh, to uh, to raise a hundred million dollars and, uh, and to do this. It's it's about finding four or five really key partners in different areas of medicine, and uh, and uh, we, we're already starting. Uh, so that uh, they can help us develop uh, the value of uh, and and prove out the value of our our base technology here.
0: Well, it looks like, uh, Phil, along with the start of NFL season, Labor Day now over, I call it investing season now begins. Everyone's back at the table. And it looks like uh, what I love about hearing is that things are going to be moving along really fast at Kytogenics now. uh, So so I can't wait to have you back. Uh, And while you're looking for other applications, see if you can pr- uh, potentially uh, create one for Philadelphia Eagles fans, tears, <laughs> see if you can, uh, if you can find a solution to that, because there's going to be plenty of
1: customers out of Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you're, you're on, you're on uh, George. Uh, it's always fun to talk to you. Thank you so yeah, much.
0: But in the meantime, it's going to be great guys. It's going to be for everyone who's watching and listening at home. I mean, it's going to be great every, you know, to, to see what you guys are going to be able to accomplish in the next four months. Uh, Cause it seems like we're really going into, into uh uh, an accelerated uh, program, an accelerated phase here. And I can't wait, Phil. Congratulations to you and the team for positioning the company, you know, to get into this position right now and uh, and continue success, my friend.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. All the best to you.
0: Very by at home. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Phil Deschamps, the CEO of Kytogenics, trades in Canada, the new stock symbol CHGX. For friends in the U.S., it is ORTIF right now, ORTIF. But if you're listening to this after September the 8th, you know, in the week of the 15th or so, there's a good chance that stock symbol will have changed. So you're going to have to look for that. Uh, so the best way is just to search for chitogenics uh, and then find the new stock symbol. Uh, if you want to do your due diligence, guys, because, you know, you're excited about what you hear now and you love the, the relation it's got to injuries, NFL and all that and how it relates to all of us, but you don't understand the area because a lot of us don't start your due diligence on the gore column. We've got it all neatly laid out there for you. And then once you're done, you get that baseline knowledge, head over to the catagenics website, do your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time.
1: All right. All the best.
0: Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then, don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Gomez Small Cap Podcast.